Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, the Scriptures tells us, uh, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And everybody needs transformation of mind. Everybody. Uh, when, we, when we confess and say, learn how to be an overcomer, uh, again and again we've learned things that were wrong and the wrong way. Uh, even with well-meaning parents and grandparents and teachers um, in school and university and what have you, uh, just because somebody had a nice hard-bound book and degrees on the end of their name does not mean what they said was true or right. Just because you paid a lot of money to take the class <laughs> didn't, didn't mean you learned something that is beneficial or good or right. And um, how do you know what's right and what's not? Uh, we have not a book, the book. Hallelujah. It is the inspired Word of God. Now, I know that some people don't believe that, but um, it's, I'm sad for them because uh, the Bible is a closed book to those who don't respect it. If you don't respect it, you don't believe in it, you won't get anything out of it. You, you won't understand it because uh, the, the things of God are spiritually discerned. The scripture says, and it's not just through sheer will and intellectual power or genius that you can decipher the word of God. You can study until you fall out of your chair from fatigue and not get a thing. It has to be that the spirit of God reaches on the inside of you and turns on the light, enlightens you and enables you to see it and understand it because these things are above the human mind's normal thought process. It's what the Lord said, uh, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. That doesn't mean we can't think his thoughts. It means natural man without God can't. But those who are born again and those that will respect his word, oh my, your eyes and your mind and your heart can be enlightened and you can see things and know things and understand things that you never could have gotten on your own. And the truth, class, will make you free. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, has, it has made me free in so many areas of my life and I haven't arrived at the fullness of it because if the truth will make you free, it's only the truth that you know and are walking in that you're experiencing the freedom of, and there's more truth to see. 
there's more truth to enter into and to, uh, uh, to be liberated by. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom with us and uh, show respect, not just to me or to this class, but to the Word of God. Show respect to it and oh, you'll get some good things, even right now today. Father, we all of us agree as touching this, asking you for the anointing, asking you for grace and help and strength. Open our eyes, open our hearts, our minds to see and know and understand what you're saying to us, what you have given us, what you've done for us, what your plans for us are. We ask for this and we know it's your will to give it to us so we know you hear us. And according to your word, we know it's granted to us. So we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look, please, in the great textbook, the Bible, to uh, Acts, the 28th chapter, and let's continue in our study of faith for healing. If you haven't been with us for weeks and weeks now, we've been on this series, Faith for Healing, we went one by one through 20 individual accounts of healing in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then we saw in the book of Acts, the very first chapter, first verse, said uh, uh, that the account of Luke, uh, or a gospel account, was an account of all that Jesus began to do and to teach. And then we see in the book of Acts the same things that were happening in Jesus' ministry are continuing to happen uh, in His church, by His ministers and by His people, by His Holy Spirit through their lives. Same things, I mean, you, you'd read some of these and go, that, that looks exactly like what Jesus did. That sounds exactly like what Jesus said. Why? Because it is what Jesus is doing and saying what He's continuing to do through His church. Well, the church exists today. We are the church, and He never changes. And so we've continued to study this in the book of Acts, and we saw the healing of the lame man at the gate beautiful in chapter 3. We saw the healing of Aeneas in chapter 9. We saw the healing and raising from the dead, actually, of Tabitha, also called Dorcas, in chapter 9. We saw the healing of the lame man at Lystra, uh, one of my personal favorites in, in Acts 14. And the reason I, I like it so much, we talked about it, is because uh, that one happened with no special gifts or manifestations of the Spirit. Uh, Paul preached the gospel. The man got faith to be healed from hearing the gospel and acted and was healed on his own faith that he got from hearing the gospel. Who's the gospel for, class? Anybody know that? That's for everybody. Anybody that'll believe. And so to say that healing is not for everyone is to say faith is not for everyone because the word clearly says your faith will make you whole. And to say that, that faith and healing is not for everyone is to say the gospel's not for everyone because if you preach the same gospel that Paul preached, people get faith to be healed from hearing it. So this has brought us down now to the 28th chapter and the 5th uh, individual account of healing in the book of Acts. And uh, what has happened, as we studied previously, uh, Paul and other prisoners were put on a, a boat, a ship, to be carried to Rome. He had appealed his case to the highest court 
of the land. And uh, he warned them not to uh, leave this certain port. And they didn't listen. And they got into this terrible storm, this typhoon. And they were caught up in it for two weeks or more. And uh, that's a long time <laughs> to be in the middle of a typhoon. And, uh, you know, it was a ship of the day, but those vessels weren't that big. And they're wooden. And, oh, dear me, it would have just been nightmarish. And they, uh, uh, it looked like for sure they're all going to die out there. But an angel of the Lord uh, appeared to Paul. In the, in the night, and he, I, obviously he's praying, seeking God about this. And um, he told him, in fact, I'll just, I'll just read it to you. In the 27th chapter, it said, verse 20, When neither uh, sun or stars in many days appeared, no small tempest lay on us. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Now, this is where faith comes in. Uh, hold your place there. And look in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 4. He said, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. There's a description of the God kind of faith that Abraham himself operated in and is held up as an example for us to live and walk by. In Romans 4, 17, as it's written, I've made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. That was uh, against hope. They hoped. Now, we, we don't use the word hope in modern vernacular uh, like the Bible does. Uh, when, a lot of times when we say, I sure hope so, we're meaning I want it to be, I wish it would be. That's not what the Bible uh, word hope means. If you look it up, it means confident expectation. This is not wishing. This, this is expecting. And it's a confident expectation. And what he's saying is, uh, because Abraham was at that point, you know, what, 99 years old and Sarah was 90 and she couldn't conceive as a young woman, then they're saying they had no reason to expect that they're going to have a child at this point in their life and with her situation and condition, they had no reason to expect, but they expected anyway. <laughs> Come on, can you see this class? Uh, look at that phrase again. Against hope, they believed in hope. And it went on to say that um, he, he, wasn't, he didn't consider his own body or Sarah's, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. That's where we get that phrase we, we make at the end of our class. Strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he, God, had promised, he was able to perform. Faith, Hebrews 11 says, is the substance of things hoped for. There's that word again, hoped for the evidence of things 
not seen. Faith, that word uh, faith is the substance. Substance can also be translated foundation or basis. And so faith is what hope, Bible hope, stands on. If you're in faith, you're expecting something. And if you're expecting something, it's got to be based on the faith. There's a reason why you're expecting it. And in this case, what was the reason? He and Sarah, too, fully persuaded that if God said it, he could do it. So even though there was no reason to expect it in the natural, they expected anyway, <laughs> being fully persuaded. Can you see how faith works? Well, see, that was the case with them. Fourteen days caught in this typhoon said they, they couldn't even see the sun or the moon or stars. They didn't know whether it was night or day. This was an awful situation. And all hope that they should be saved uh, was gone. They had zero reason to believe that they're going to get out of this alive. And yet God gave them a reason to expect isn't that right? I mean, uh, Paul is, is praying, no doubt, and seeking God, holding on to something <laughs> as this thing pitched up and down violently and creaked like it's going to come apart at any moment. And an angel of the Lord, hallelujah, uh, in verse tw- this back to Acts 27, uh, 20, when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved, was then taken away. Now, why are we talking about this? Because in life, you will get in situations where all hope that you're going to come out of this okay will be gone. You, you'll, man will have no answer for you. The best professionals will look at you and go, I'm sorry, there's nothing more that we can do. What are they saying? There's no hope that you will recover. There's no hope that you're going to come out of this okay or unscathed. There's no hope that, you know, you're going to be able to survive this financially or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, not, not if. Throughout life, there are going to be times when you will get in a situation like that. And in order to overcome and even have a miracle and a victory, you've got to find a reason to expect anyway. Class, are y'all with me? Because you won't find it looking around. Walking by sight, walking by feeling, asking other people what can be done, what they can do. Don't get mad at other people. Don't put pressure on other people when they tell you there's no hope. Sorry, nothing can be done. It's too late. It's too far gone. Quit looking around and look up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, what was Paul? Paul wasn't looking to the captain or, or the, the crew or, or the Roman guard or, you know, he's not trying to learn, you know, how to survive at sea. I mean, he, he's looking to God, right? And what happened? He said, there stood by me this night, praise God. After long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them. He said, sirs, you should have hearkened to me and not loosed from Crete and have gained this harm and loss. If they'd listened to God, they'd have never got in that situation to begin with. They'd have completely missed all that stress 
and all the terror of that storm? Should we listen to God, class? And now I exhort you, be of good cheer. There will be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. We're going to lose the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. And he said, Fear not, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given you all them that sail with you. Did you know that there are times that God will do things for your people just because you asked him to? He'll do things for people that are around you, uh, people in your group, people in your family, people that, that you work with, etc., just because you asked. Now see, Paul, uh, what's his connection between these other prisoners <laughs> or between this crew that was on this boat? They just met them when they came and got on the boat. And yet, God, in his grace and mercy, gave all of them to be spared from the storm. Hallelujah. Just because Paul asked. Thank you, Lord. God is gracious. He said, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Is he expecting? Uh, Even though there is no reason to expect. In the the storm hadn't got any better, right? Boat still creaking and groaning, pitching up 20 and 30 feet and falling back down, slamming into the the waves and the waves coming over the bow and the side and thinking you're going to, you know, it's going to go down just any moment. Nothing's changed. And yet everything has changed. Why? Because we heard from God. Oh, come on, class. Can you see this? How does faith come? Not by wishing, not by wanting, not by needing, not by trying to work something up. How do, how do you get faith, class? How do you get faith? Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When did Paul get faith that they're going to make it through this storm? When he heard the word, in this case, brought by an angel. And then he, he tells everybody this word. And then he encourages them, if you read the rest of the story, he said, look, you hadn't eaten anything for these, what, 14 days, and, and you, need, you need to eat something for your strength. And so in the midst of all of this, somehow they got something to eat, and they all ate it, and the scripture said they were of good cheer. Why? They got hope. They got an expectation, we're going to make it through this. We're going to make it out of this. Why? Because they got faith. They've got hope because they have faith. They got faith because they got a word of God. Hallelujah. And even though they're all hope that they should be saved, there was no reason to expect to come out of this alive. And yet when the Lord tells you everybody's going to make it out alive, then you got a reason. You got a firm thing to stand on and go, hey, we're all going to make it out of this alive. So let's go ahead and eat a good meal. Get ready for what's coming next. And then they pitched out everything that was left over the, over the side. And sure enough, uh, the, the nose of the boat ran aground and the back was broken apart from the violence of the waves. And I, literally the ship had just broken apart. Everybody dove in to the cold waters in the midst of a typhoon. And every one of them, 276 of them, every one of them made it to land safe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord came to pass.
just like he said, can you count on God? Oh my, can you count on God? He never lies. He never fails. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. But you can't just randomly say, I'm going to believe this will happen. Or I'm going to believe that God's going to do this. Did he tell you he was going to do that? You can't just make up stuff as you go along. You'll fall. You'll have a failure. And then people get mad at God because he didn't do what he never told them he would do. <laughs> Not smart, right? <laughs> this has happened many times. People just concocted in their mind, well, I, God's going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to claim that he does this. Did he tell you? Did Paul need this word from this angel that night in order to believe that? He did. If he hadn't needed it, the Lord wouldn't have gone to such a, 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 a you know, far-reaching way to do it, to send a messenger like this. He needed it. They needed it. And when he could come and with the confidence that he told them, men, I've heard from God. Now, he, one reason he refers to the other, he said, you should have listened to me and not left that port. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't be in this shape, basically. What does that mean? He's reminding them, not just that I was right, uh, what God told me was right then. That sets the stage up. What I'm about to tell you now is right. Right? If they'd listened to that, they'd have missed the whole storm. Now, if you're going to survive, you better listen to this. <laughs> and it wasn't just Paul making it up. He's God's messenger. He just said what the Lord told him. So, uh, said out loud, against hope, against hope. Believed, in hope believed in hope to become what God has said. Hallelujah. Can you see that? No reason to hope. No reason to expect. When you get the word of God, you do now have a reason to expect that's beyond what you see and feel. You expect anyway. And uh, being fully persuaded, uh, Abraham saw the, the promise come to pass. That brings us up to this 28th chapter. I, I wanted to review because uh, I think it's significant to, to remember how they got here. And in Acts 28, this is the last chapter of this, uh, this book. When they were escaped, they knew that the island was called Melita. This is where they all made it to land. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. Uh, for they kindled a fire and received us everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold. Well, that's because there's a storm, typhoon. And this is significant. Every word in Scripture is significant. There are answers in every part of it. Uh, the barbarous people. In, in that time, apparently, those that have studied these things tell us that, uh, uh, you know, Greek culture, uh, which was a lot of that was adopted by the Romans, apparently, uh, was considered elite, was considered sophisticated, education, people learned how to read and write and, and et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of people outside of these cities and, and the uh, elite groups, they had no education, they couldn't read, and, and especially people with no education and uh, that didn't speak uh, the, the language of the Greeks, they, they were called barbarians. They are uneducated, they're crude, unsophisticated. And so it doesn't necessarily mean they were just violent people. 
they're just unsophisticated, uneducated. And he's, he, the Spirit of God is saying, the, that's the people that met him on the island. And, but they showed us no little kindness. Now, that's the, that's the King James. If you look up the words, they showed us extraordinary kindness would be a, a good way of saying it. They showed us special attention and extraordinary kindness. Why would the Lord want us to know this? Because this is key to what's going to happen later. Uh, we're here studying in faith school the healing of Publius' father, a miracle of healing that then resulted in many healings all over the island, but it started with this. It started with hospitality. Why would you say that, Brother Keith? Because the Lord said, those that honor me, I will honor. Didn't he say that? And those that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. You'll find this about the Lord and his things. The Holy Spirit will not run over you and force things on you. If you don't respect it, if you don't want it, if you don't desire it, the Lord's not going to force it on you. I, I had a, a preacher one time accost me after a service and put his finger up to me. He said, I, I, I want you to know, preacher, he said, when God gets ready for you to do something, you know, you will do it. I said, no, you won't. <laughs> if God was going to make people do anything, he'd make them get saved and miss hell, right? And if he's not going to make you do that, he's not going to make you do lesser things. It's just not true. You have to desire him. Don't you remember the Bible said, behold, I stand at the door and what? Knock. And if you'll open to him, he'll come in to you and sup with you and commune with you. What if you won't open? You say, I'm going to knock this door down. I'm coming through. No, no, no. He will not push himself off on you. So if these people had just said, and of course you got to remember, they, they, these guys are soaked to the bone. They're shivering. They've, they've got signs of, of cuffs and chains on part of them and a rough sailing crew, the other part of them, and Roman soldiers does not look like a bunch you want to take home with you, right? And who are these people anyway? Washed up on your shore. But by the grace of God, they welcomed them. They brought them in to warm them up and maybe get, a, get some food in their stomachs and, and help them out. And that opened the door to the gospel being preached to them and miracles and healings happen because the Lord said, inasmuch as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. He takes it personally. And you minister to his, he will minister to yours. That's how it always works. Our time's up again today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith, I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's it for today.
Come back tomorrow and we'll get more faith in faith school. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.